Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Grandma, do you remember anything about the murders? Your great-grandpa and your great-grandma lived in this house when it happened. He was the boogeyman, they said. Can't catch the boogeyman. Can't kill the boogeyman. You know, before that summer, everybody would leave their doors unlocked. And after the summer, you saw a stranger. You'd run the other way. And now, he's back. He could have killed me, he did. He chose that girl to be his messenger. They couldn't catch me 66 years ago, and they never will. People say that he was a demon or a spirit. A soul consumed by vengeance. We are not hunting a ghost. We are after a flesh and blood killer. Just about everyone around here has got some kind of blood on their hands. He's gonna make the town pay for its sins. I'm not always looking for the next great horror film. I'm not always looking for a smartly constructed narrative or compelling characters or even all that original of a premise. Sometimes I just want to watch people get murdered in horrific ways. Okay, that sounds kind of bad. What I actually mean is, is that sometimes I just want to throw on a horror film that doesn't exactly knock it out of the park, but it excels at a primal element of the subgenre it belongs to. And for today's installment of Tubi Tuesday, in which I highlight a film currently streaming on Tubi TV, I'll be taking a look at a film that fits that bill nicely, that being the nasty as hell film The Town the Dreaded Sundown. Directed by Alfonso Gomez Rejon, this 2014 slasher doesn't exactly redefine the genre, but it excels at delivering brutal kills in a mean streak a mile wide. The film serves as a meta-sequel to the 1976 film of the same name, which was loosely based on a series of real killings in 1946, known as the Moonlight Murders carried out by an elusive serial killer known as the Phantom. The Phantom dons a sack as a mask with two eye holes cut out of it, not unlike Jason from Friday the 13th Part 2. The 2014 version of the film picks up 66 years after the previous film, as the small town of Texarkana once again falls prey to a fresh crop of murders. But given the original killer is thought to be dead, who could be behind this new rash of killings? To screenwriter Roberto Aguirre Sacasa's credit, the setup for a sequel to an almost 40-year-old film is sound. The Phantom Killer returns and lashes out, killing the boyfriend of the film's protagonist, Jamie, played by Addison Timlin. A clearly traumatized Jamie feels compelled to uncover the secret identity of the Phantom and the identity of who could be behind the mask. This is an ambitious whodunit slasher hybrid and gives the entire film a narrative drive that is able to sustain its 86-minute runtime, though sustaining and entertaining are two completely different things. To put it lightly, the Town the Dreaded Sundown script is bad. Cliché riddled and filled to the brim with caricatures and genuinely awkward characters stops this whodunit from ever being as engaging as it thinks it is. Hell, 
Anthony Anderson's character tells a room full of cops to refer to him as Lone Wolf with a straight face. So yeah, the film isn't exactly winning any dialogue awards. The whodunit mystery also plays out in a far too predictable fashion the closer the film gets to its finale. This feels like a missed opportunity, given its promising premise and blending of whodunit and slasher sensibilities. But when a majority of the narrative is spent tracking down the potential suspects, and then the reveal is whiffed to the degree that it is here, it can feel like an egregious wasting of the film's runtime. So if the talented dreaded Sundown's narrative is a letdown, and its characters aren't compelling, why bother with it? Well, it comes back to the film's determination to nail its serial killer premise in as mean a means as possible. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. In some ways, this film feels very much like a grindhouse portrayal of the Zodiac Killer. A killer who strikes in brutal ways, wanting to get his own twisted message out to the masses before disappearing back into the shadows but executed on in a far more boldly grotesque and gruesome fashion. The opening scene of the film shows Jamie and her date Corey leaving a drive-in showing of the original The Town the Dreaded Sundown film. As they pull down a dirt road to make out, the Phantom shows up and has them at gunpoint. As he instructs Jamie to turn around, he has Corey get down on the ground as he kneels over him and proceeds to stab him to death with a hunting knife. This could have been an overly simplistic, quick-cut kill that you might expect from a relatively unknown 2010 slasher. But cinematographer Michael Goy portrays this fairly standard kill in a more stylized manner, making it an impressive first kill. As Jamie is turned away from the killer and Corey, she watches their shadows displayed against the dirt mound in front of her, illuminated by Corey's car's blood-red brake lights. The entire kill plays out for the audience from Jamie's perspective, watching the phantom shadow dance against the neon backlight, as Corey is killed, rather executed. It's a savage and stylish act of violence and the sound that accompanies it is sickening, but this kill also shows the creative team's restraint in not giving the audience exactly what they might expect. I can appreciate this initial restraint because the later kills are far more savage, showing all the gory details the gorehounds expect of their slashers and gorehounds will be delighted by just how nasty the film gets. Often, some can overlook slashers due to their antagonists being these supernatural, unkillable entities that wade through all sorts of barrages of body damage. But in the town the dreaded sundown, the human nature of the killer makes this savagery more terrifying. You can feel the anger in each stab and shot, the meticulous planning and unwavering determination to see their torment of this town through to the bloody end. Now, the film acknowledges the original film both in dialogue and frequent references to the original killings, but also stylistically. Periodically throughout the film, it will cut to clips from the original film. This helps to establish connections between the narrative, but also that the 2014 version recreates several kills from the original, but in much more gory and technical detail. As I haven't seen the original film, I appreciate these moments a lot because it doesn't compel me to have to watch the original and thus never feel alienated to what is occurring in the current film. However, fans of the original might feel differently about this, but given this film is not exactly a slasher staple, I see it as a welcoming reintroduction rather than an aggressive retreading. Whether it's the phantom breaking a window with a woman's boyfriend's decapitated head, fashioning a hunting knife to a trombone slide, or turning a victim into a human scarecrow, the phantom's rage explodes across every devilish act of violence that even if some of it is a retreading, it's executed on in a much more creative and precise manner. 
I just wish this dedication to creative kills and the visceral practical work to sell them had been applied to its narrative as well. But if you're looking for a mean horror film that manages to stray from the pack of forgettable 2010 slashers, The Town That Dreaded Sundown will entertain, but you can't help but feel it could have been more. And that'll do it for another installment of Daily Horror Habits' ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review, and next Tuesday for another Tubi TV offering. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service, and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit, and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.